This is Paul Nobles from eatperform.com and I am sitting here with the frantically typing Sarah Kumar. Sarah, do you want to say hello to everyone? Hello everyone. Sarah is wearing Sarah is wearing her religious sweater for the podcast. Um, this is my Mr. Rogers sweater. I'm, it's religious because it's holy in the elbows. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's my favorite sweater. Okay, so years. So now you're from Chicago. Do you know what cribbage is? Yes, but I have not played cribbage. Okay. So in Minnesota, cribbage is like this big huge thing, and as most people know, I used to play poker um you know, professionally, pretty seriously. Um Played World Poker Tour, World Series of Poker, that kind of stuff. I was actually looking for one of the clips from, I think it was either 2006 or 2008, but I couldn't find it. But I was in the intro. Um, it was like it was like a half a second where um, uh, someone moved all in on me. I called without looking at my cards um, uh -huh. because... It was a situation where you just couldn't fold, and I ended up making a run and runner straight, and I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> and uh, oh and, my gosh! And that got me in the uh, got me in the intro for the World Series of Poker. Um, it was oh my gosh! That you know what a lot of people don't realize is that pitchers, a lot of things, never quite made the impression on me quite the way being on television did. Um, I, I mean, Eat to Perform would not exist if it wasn't for me playing televised poker. Um, just because right. I was, I was like, really? Yeah, because yeah, you can avoid photographs. You know what I mean? Um, it was uh -huh. hard to avoid um, the camera, and I'd be like, oh my god, it's it's that bad, you know? Um, and, and that was, and that's what really kind of started things moving in the right direction. Um, that's awesome. so anyway, so, uh, you know, I started playing poker here locally. Um, and, and those stories are funny. Um, I could, I could spend all day talking about those. Um, but when, um, there, there was typically okay. So, so I'll give you one example of how funny it was. There was at least two guys that um, the 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 things that I don't get are strip clubs. Like I don't get strip clubs. I don't get the point of it. You know. Right. Um. So we're playing poker, and occasionally guys would flip the cable channels. And it would be like Cinemax. And, uh, yeah. and I'm just thinking to myself, oh, man, this is where the poker game goes bad every single time. Yeah. Right? And uh, usually, you know, half of the game, if not more, would end up going to strip clubs um, or, or worse. Um, and... <laughs> And uh, so we would end up playing high stakes cribbage. Sorry for the, uh, I've got a few windows Ping. open in the background. So I'm trying, yeah, the pinging in the background. Um, so we'd end up playing high stakes cribbage. So I, 
am actually pretty good at cribbage as well as it being kind of um, a Minnesota thing. And so my family every year has a big tournament and it, it's, it's kind of a great way. I mean, people come from all over. I mean, we had someone come from Florida last year. My um, sister-in-law comes every single year from North Carolina. So it's that big of a deal. Um, and this year we had, uh, 40 people and I started off, um, not, not participating. Um, I, it's just too long of a day, you know, uh -huh. um, and, and what I do is I say, you know, Hey, if somebody's got to leave or, you know, so I was technically my wife's teammate. Um, right. but someone was leaving after six games and they were like, Hey, you want to take over? And I was like, eh, not really, you know, but I will, you know? And they're like, well, we're doing pretty good. And I was like, describe pretty good. Um, and they're like, well, we don't really know, but you know, we think we're amongst the top and right out the gate, my first game in, I end up skunking my opponent, which means that, like, I ended up getting a lot of points. Um, oh I didn't get gosh. a lot of points after that, the next three games, um, but I came in second. But this is the best part. The, the, the part, uh, you know, winning, well, first of all, I, I didn't take the money. Um, I gave the money to the, to the people um, that I took over for because I got the gloating. Yeah, I got the gloating. And so what I did was, is I just started playing all the songs, you know, um, all I do is win, 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 no matter. Oh and so I'm, I'm playing that, dancing around. And then, you know, all the other the people, because I came in second. So there was someone that came in first and he was kind of bashful. But my niece <laughs> came in third and she was not bashful. She was like, you know, we were singing. Yeah, we were singing. No, no. Oh, okay. oh yeah, my new niece that would have been off the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but the niece that I'm talking about, we used to babysit them when they were little kids. And one of the things that I taught her to do, um, one, when her mom was um her mother's name is Mary. And so when her mom um was not was angry or whatever, you know, I would have her sing Mary, Mary, why you bugging? <laughs> and um, so, so anyway, that 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 was kind of funny. And then um, one of the things that I taught her before I had kids and realized this is probably a bad idea um, is I whenever she would be excited about something, I would have her jump up on the coffee table and go woo. And, and, and like do poses and stuff like this and, and flex. Um, and, and oh you know, she's like six or eight years old. Um, and now she's almost 30. Um, that is hysterical. Yeah. So the, the, and, and what's, what's, fun, what's probably the best part about it is, is that Vicky's family is 
really withdrawn for the most part. They don't think of themselves as withdrawn. They think of themselves as like super social, but yeah. like I'm next level. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like, and so they're like, you're a bra- what that's like. I understand. They're like, you're a braggart. And I'm like, if you got it, I mean, you just sound like a loser. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> that was one of my that was one of my lines I have to say I, I, I might end up regretting that one but you know for 21 years I had lost this tournament and I had my moment oh. to shine and so so I, I let it go but it was fun that was awesome yeah we I had can't a, believe you got second place yeah I mean uh, it's a little oh yeah it's a little cribbage cool. tournament I mean it, you know when I came in, when I beat 9,000 people at the World Series of Poker, I was a little bit more excited about that, you know? Okay, well. Yeah. Duh. I mean. But no, this was, I mean, this was this was pretty cool. I mean, it was, there was a, there was so, I mean, like, like the thing that I was talking about with the intro, that was the kind of thing that I was doing in poker that no, not a lot of people was doing at that time. Now everybody does it. Everyone's, you know, I'm pot committed, you know, all this other type of stuff, but people were a lot more cautious um, and protective. And um, so there was a period in poker where, you know, I was winning tournaments like every night and, uh-huh. you know, for pretty good money, you know, not, not, Tens yeah. of thousands of dollars, but ten thousand dollars, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I had a streak. I need to learn how to do that. I had a streak twenty one days where I won twenty one tournaments, you know. Um, yeah, so um, that had to be incredible. It was. It was. It was cool. Um, twenty one days. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, the thing that was really cool about it was that a lot of people played a lot of tournaments to do it. I only played like two, three tournaments a night, you know? So compared to what other people were doing, people were doing like, you know, 15, 20, up to a hundred, you know I mean? They're playing, you know, um, a lot of tables, a lot of stakes, that kind of stuff. Um, And and there is a, there is a a high uh, correlation between what, we were doing then and and what we do with numbers you know for people's plans now so you know it's it wasn't it wasn't a total loss um but it is you know one of the things that we did um i owned a site called bluff.com like if you don't know anything about domains um you know that doesn't mean anything to you but ultimately you know the site ended up getting sold to um Churchill Downs or Twin Spires, um, the people that, that do the Kentucky Derby. Um, I mean, oh. owning a five-letter name that actually means something was yeah. kind of a big deal. Um, the idea was to eventually turn that into an online poker site, and uh, I'd still be waiting, right? It's still not available to do that. Um, and actually, Twin Spires is still waiting, as I, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, wow. it, it, right now... It's part of um, what ultimately became Bluff Magazine, but um, 
So the other thing that I wanted to talk about, are we getting any trend sheets or anybody talking about reviews? I think you could post it in the other group as well. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. Okay. Um, but none yet. Yeah. The other topic that I wanted to talk about, and, and I, and I want to be real sensitive to this because I mean, it's a really serious issue, but I think it's a, a serious issue that, um, people need to understand that when you're talking about dieting, you're talking about pretty serious stuff. And I'm not sitting here telling you that I know that there was a direct relationship between dieting and what happened in this scenario. But I do know that the person was on a very restricted diet right before the incident happened. And what I'm talking about, if you haven't heard, is the Bob Harper heart attack, which was very serious. Um, he ended up getting CPR. And the, the angle that I want to take it from is not, is not really the, the dieting aspect. But it does play a role because for Bob Harper and Jillian Michaels and all these these fitness celebrities, um, I mean, Bob Harper, if you've never met him in real life. Now, you know, I always had like this weird um, conflict with um, Bob Harper because he had a relationship with the CrossFit community. I don't think he does anymore because he does that daily burn site. Um, mm -hmm. But he's 51 years old. He's probably six one six two, right? So, um, uh, I mean, for him to really be focused on the fitness side of things takes a great deal of work. If you're not familiar with the book that he wrote on um, how to get fit, he went on multiple talk shows talking about how to eat 800 calories and why it was necessary for success. Um, and, and at the time I was like, no, 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 you know, that's not, that's not true. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it, he believed it, right? I do think that he believed that was what was necessary for success because he comes from ultimately what is a dieting culture, right? Mm -hmm. When you're, you know, focused on physique and all that type of stuff. And, and we certainly do it. We hit it from a different angle. Um, but I don't know that people look at, they, they look at body fat. And no one looking at Bob Harper's before picture, right? I mean, because mm -hmm. they posted this picture in January. No one looking at that picture would go, that's an unhealthy guy. In fact, he looked more healthy, if you ask me. Now, before and after pictures, you know, um, it's really interesting because, you know, I can take a picture in the morning um, and then have oatmeal and the picture looks completely different. You know, the way that your body, you know, looks at different types of day. The other thing, too, I always say this about Instagram models, you know. Um, yeah. They're always taking those pictures in the gym. And if you're looking right. at your abdomen and you haven't done, you know, 200 sit-ups, you know, you're not looking at it with the same paradigm that they're looking at. So, you know, he did come from a culture of constantly being worried about physique. Um, mm -hmm. I know in his book, 
it was really talked about relatively low carb. Um, I guess he sort of changed his mind a little bit from that perspective. But if you're still under eating, right, and now you're having some white rice as opposed to not having white rice, right? that's awesome, but yeah. is that healthy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you asked someone in the 1950s as an example, what was healthy, right? There's a lot of farmers, right? There's a lot of strong people. Yeah, right. I mean, it was not this wispy little, you know. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know where I'm going with it? I mean, like, yeah. health mm -hmm. was not eight-pack abs. Health, right. no. health was uh -huh. doing shit, right? Health was feeling, you know, willing and able to do stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. I think we sort Meat of... potatoes. Like, that's what I think of when I yeah, think of... Yeah. Like, like, milk. Drink your milk. Drink your milk. Eat, eat your eggs. Vegetables. Eat eggs and bacon. Yeah. Right? But all of those yeah. things are hypercaloric. Right? They're going to have a lot of calories. And it's going to give you a lot of energy. But it doesn't just give you energy. Now, you know, certainly people will make the argument that we move from a highly agricultural way of doing things to a more sedentary way of things and service. And that's, that's perfectly fine, but we're still in the gyms We're we're thinking of our food differently. And there are not a whole lot of people talking about what we're talking about, which is right. that you need to eat to fuel health. Right? right. I mean, we talk a lot about fueling performance, but when you look at the core of what we do with eat perform, it really is about, um, um, it's going to be about uh, uh, longevity of life. It's going to be about quality of life. Yeah, about quality of life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and 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 being able to do things. And I I think when you're constantly trying to push the performance side under eating, you are more mm -hmm. susceptible. And 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 I was reading the USA Today article about it, and they were talking about he's the picture of health. I mean. I'm not disagreeing that the guy was a healthy guy and he did a lot of cardio type of stuff, right? Um, and 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 certainly he was a model. Um, I mean, at his best, he looked better than me at my best. No question about it. But I bet <laughs> I... Up, though. You I some tattoos, you'll be good. You'll be right there. I'm pretty sure, you know, he doesn't touch me on a lot of the weight numbers and things of oh, that yeah. nature. You know, yeah. and I think that's just comes from under eating, you know, I, I mean, by all accounts, the dude's a great guy, you know, but I've always felt like those shows, everyone focuses on the contestants, you know, um, so Jen Eaton, I don't know if Jen is um, in quick start, um, Jen, it, you know, these live reviews are for the people that are lifetime, but we don't have a lot going on right now, so I can um, take a look at your file. Um, and actually, I can tag her in here, so that means she is. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Is she in the and app? She quick start. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like she's in the app, so I'll take a look here in just a second. Um. 
but people look at it from the standpoint of the contestants and the harm it does contestants. And that's not the real harm. The real harm is that it sets up this unsustainable lifestyle for everyone else, right? It's not just the contestants that feel, and trust me, you know, there's a, um, there's a, you know, I, I made no secrets about it. There was a part of my journey that was very similar to what you probably see on, you know, The Biggest Loser and all those other shows. Right. Um, but that was not the big change for me. The big change was really the weightlifting. Um, and even as my weight was coming down, I was eating an adequate amount of food. I mean, every now and again, you know, I posted an album. You can find it on the Eat Perform um, Facebook page. There's like 200. There's, there's so many duplicate pictures um, uploading. I, I, I guess I'm still um, an old man in that regard. But um, but it, it, it really tells the whole story. And, and what I think most fitness people don't do is they don't tell the whole story, right? They don't right. tell. Um, I think that's so important. Yeah. And, and to connect, I mean, for connecting with people. Well, right? you know, if you remember the genesis of that, you know, mm -hmm. um, people were saying, you know, oh, the, you know, they only show the people that, you know, you know, they don't give the full story. I was like, well, I'll give you my full story. I'll give you the, 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 the pictures that I didn't want taken, the pictures I, yeah. you know, would have rather had been deleted. You know, I gave everything, yeah. you know, um, because I wanted people to understand that, you know, this process is really kind of a lifetime thing. But when you're looking at, you know, being an aging celebrity fitnessy type person, if you're not eating, you know, you are susceptible to health issues. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I remember uh, Dr. Stephen Davis, you know, out of the University of South Carolina, we had him on one of our podcasts at one point. Actually, Sarah ended up chasing him down. Um, <laughs> he was so sweet, too. It, just the nicest guy in the world, but, but people were, like, <laughs> calling him the Darth Vader of sugar and, and that really wasn't what he was saying. What he was saying is that if you're unhealthy and if you have a little bit more fat to use, you're much better off starting with fitness. Um, yeah. I've agreed with that since day one, and I still agree with it. And I thought it was a shame that, you know, he got tied into kind of that Gatorade um, funding. I mean, of course, if you're Gatorade, you're going to want to fund someone that's saying, hey, you should be doing more, right? Um, I mean, I don't love everything about Gatorade. Um, there's not a lot of pluses to sugar, but I think mm -hmm. some of the demonization of sugar kind of clouds the real issue, you know, and, right. you know, what people tend to do is they end up eating in a very hypocaloric way where it's really low and, um, they never get to that point of coming back because they're scared to death and they're all alone and they don't know how to do it. You know, and that's one of the major reasons why, you know, we exist. I mean, the, you know, the, the hungry starvation part of any kind of, of cycling, that's the easy part, right? The, the hard part is 
to not dive into it really is. yeah to dive not dive into a face full of cheesecake in the in the process right you know? um, all right I, talk, I mean i say it all the time first stack right after my dexa after my first cut was ihop and it was waffles and sausages and everything i could get in my face i mean that's not the way to do it kids this is um this it's interesting that you say that because um to this day I still have veins in my abdomen, like right, right below my navel. Um, uh-huh. Kind of no matter what my body fat percentage is, is typically in the morning. Um, and it came after a cutting cycle, and I went to Original House of Pancakes, and I came home and I was like, "Holy cow, what are these?" You know, and uh, never left. No matter what my body fat percentage was. You know, I mean, obviously there's been more, um, you know, you could see them better when body fat percentage is lower, but, um, but it was sort of funny how kind of the reintroducing the carbs, um, kind of brought, brought some of that stuff out. So, um, what Jen's plan is, okay, so we, um, have her set and I'm going to make some changes. Um, if you're not familiar with each form, we, we have an app that members use. Um, and so I'm looking at what the coaches see and it looks like she's been on a cutting phase. Um, and, and, you know, the success of a cutting phase often comes down to, um, what was your diet history previous to that, right? right. And um, the one thing that I see right off the bat, and, and her weight did come down for a little bit there, but her steps have been really super low yeah. um, throughout the process. And, you know, we talked about this actually on one of our calls yesterday, Sarah and I did. Um one of the things that I do in a cut is I make sure that my activities as high as I can tolerate because, you know, I want to get in and out of that cutting phase. And so, yeah, one and done. Get yeah. It out. so, so in Jen's case, okay, we're at a plateau, so we have a choice, right? Um, the choice is, do we get more aggressive or do we move to performance? Um, I'm going to suggest that we get a little bit more aggressive. And when I say a little bit more aggressive, I kind of mean a lot a bit more aggressive. Um, <laughs> because what we'll often see, and this is something that, that you know, we talk about pretty freely, but, but not, not everyone else is going to give you this information. Because if you're doing what we do, you know, to a certain extent, if you view the the calories as the secret well you're not really going to tell people you know how you do it right right um i don't view the calories as the secret right i view the performance calories as the secret but one thing that we see over and over again is that if you have a history of dieting okay as you bring down your calories your metabolic rate changes the, the rate of digestion changes um you know you're going to down rate down regulate hormonally i mean i i often talk about um 
people that do metabolic carts and, and the minute they start to um, go into any kind of cut within a week to two weeks, their metabolism gets compromised by up to a thousand, even up to 2000, depending on how big the athlete is. And so if you have a history of dieting, sometimes it's going to take for you to be really aggressive, you know, yeah. to see any real significant movement. Which is the argument, by the way, for longer performance cycles. But the problem is, is that a lot of people come in, and I know Jen, you know, she's been a member for a while, but she's kind of just starting off, you know. Mm -hmm. And this is her first real fat loss phase, and she kind of came in, you know, in a fat loss phase. And so, um, so I'm going to lower her plan to get a little bit more aggressive. Now... I do see that she's doing 17.1. We are going to talk about 17.1 and 17.2 here in a second. Um, but do I recommend cutting during the CrossFit Open? Um, if you're a regionals competitor, no. Right? right. Um, if you're mostly scaled you're probably fine. It's just not going to be your best CrossFit Open ever, right? Right. Um, so I'm going to put her on a two-week request to review. And then we kind of Do go you want from... me to put notes in there or are you going to put notes in there? I'm going to put some notes in there real quick so that's not going to make for a great podcast, okay? Um, let's see. Took this to level two. And set you for two-week auto review. Remember to focus on fiber, protein, sorry guys, fiber, Good stuff. Protein and eating mixed meals. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about mixed meals because I've been talking about this a lot lately, um, and it does relate a little bit to um, some of the CrossFit open stuff as well. Um, so when I'm talking about a mixed meal, Often when people are talking about pre-workout or post-workout, they're talking about protein and um, carbohydrates mm -hmm. so that they load better, which is fine, but you can run into blood sugar issues when you do it that way. And one of the reasons why I mentioned to Jen, eat mixed meals is you know when you start to get to kind of lower calorie levels you definitely feel fatigued you feel drawn out right and so you really need to make sure you know as an example um the two things that that i always recommend um is to have some carbohydrates before bed um but you wouldn't want to you know like the best example would be you wouldn't want to save up 60 grams of carbohydrates before bed, eat that with protein, 
Um, and the only fat that you'd had was for breakfast, mm -hmm. you know, you might actually get a blood sugar response, um, b before bed and it would affect your sleep. Right. So right. every now and again, people will say, you know, man, you recommend carbs before bed. Um, it always affects my sleep. Well, are you under eating or are you eating mixed meals? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, when we're talking about workouts, everyone talks about have a little bit more carbs. <laughs> more often than not, it's because they're just not eating carbs all that often anyway, right? right. Um, we, of course, are telling people, hey, have some carbohydrates, but not just, not just carbohydrates before your workout. Really, it's, it's more of a weekly average, you know, um, where you right. have kind of this sustained energy for your workouts and so when you have a little fat in those meals um when you're taking in uh, for instance your glycogen's not going to load into your muscle within you know minutes of you drinking it right it takes up to 24 hours and so when you take in carbohydrates or protein right before a workout you're really talking about available energy for that workout Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's no point in not having a little bit of fat if that's the goal. Right. If the goal is glycogen replenishment and you can tolerate it, then you can just do protein and carbohydrates. But having a mixed meal there does make a lot of sense. And I have to tell you, as someone that will be doing 17.2 tonight, I will <laughs> be having a mixed meal. You know, I will be, yeah. you know, around three o'clock and probably doing the water around six. Um, so yeah. now do we know if Eric is, are you seeing Eric's question? I am not because he's not in the, I do, Eric, I do see him in the app. He is logging in the app. Um, What's um I have him, um, but it's Eric. Okay. Yeah, it's, he's on the main page. So he's relatively weight stable, um, been doing a great job with consistency. Um, goal is performance, right? And so um, for his goal, he's doing great. Um, and when I look at the fact that he's weight stable, actually even a little bit lower at times, um, I think that that's a good thing. I think people have unrealistic goals for when they're in performance, right? The goal of performance mm -hmm. is your body is normal. Your body is fed. Right, right? You're, yes. you're feeling great. Your weight mm -hmm. is relatively stable. Um, it's going to be going down on occasion, you know? Um, I mean, he was down two and a half pounds yesterday, as an example. Um, to me, that's a good thing. Um, but, I, and overall, by the way, from when he first signed up in the app, he's down seven pounds in a performance phase. Yeah. Dude, I don't think you can do it better than that. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. But if I'm him and I have unrealistic goals, you know, like, let's say I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, that's not really what a performance phase does, right? 
what he's doing and how he's doing it, that's what a performance, the, you can't do it any better than that, right? Um, and so um, I did change a little something in the back end, um, but he's not been too specific. Is he saying anything on your side that's a little uh, yeah. bit more specific? He is in the other group too, so I was able to tag him, but nothing else. Yeah, because I mean, looking at it, I mean, back squat, um, last set, 360, um, did five reps, which was okay, but not the best I've ever done. Um, so, you know, he's a fit dude, right? Uh-huh. Um, I see really no reason to change anything, um, especially given the progress that he's made eating this amount of food. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make one small change to his medium and high day, but setting you for a two-week auto review. He says he's just hungrier than normal and felt a little fatigued in his workouts. Okay. Um, I think that's also normal, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because... You know, when you're down seven pounds, you're clearly working up a deficit. So, um, as long as performance is the goal, I don't have any problem raising his macros to deal with that level of fatigue. All right. Um, okay. So, that is what I'm going to do. Setting you for a two week auto review. Um, up your plan to deal with fatigue great progress so far keep up the good work keep up the good work all right so um we're pretty close to being done, but I did want to talk a little bit about the CrossFit Open. Um, mm -hmm. So what do you think of 17.1? Because I think you'd be surprised that I kind of liked it. I loved it. I I loved it. It was long. Yeah. 20 minutes is long. See, I don't do it. I, I, I have to admit, I don't do... 20-minute workouts all that often. So neither do I. I'm yeah. like the CrossFit black sheep. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CrossFit coach black sheep at my box. And I had not wanted for two weeks prior. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure I could do 35s. So my plan was to just do 35s just to get my RX 10 reps. Yeah. And I ended up halfway through the 40s. What I found was that, um, I mean, it, cardio – was kind of a killer, but I thought it was a great workout. Yeah. I mean, I did not do well. I mean, one of the things that people need to understand is that for Sarah and I's perspective, January and February is busy time. So when the CrossFit Open comes around, we're basically trying to work ourselves into shape during yeah. the CrossFit Open. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, um, this year I decided to do it all scaled just because I knew um, ultimately that was going to be better for my workouts, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, 
because when I look at these, at, you know, as a competition, the reality of the situation is, is that I can do a lot of this stuff RX, um, but why? Right. Right. I didn't blow anybody's doors off scaled. You know, I'm still trying to get my win back. Started running a little bit more um, last couple of days with no one chasing me. So, um, so that's kind of interesting. Actually, I ended up um, buying a pair of the Harmony Road, and I'm gonna do a review on them. Uh, that's the best shoe I've ever owned. Your moon shoes? Yeah, the moon shoes. Um, well, they they they. Um, they're, the the men's it, it's it's kind of as similar to color scheme to the Seattle Seahawks, but I had them on all day long, just walking around the house, uh -huh. and they were just so comfortable. Now you know, as everybody knows, I'm a big fan of Reebok stuff. You know, I'm one of their biggest affiliates. You know, I'm probably not going to sit here and trash them, right? But at the same time, um. The, I, I have a way of being honest with people about the shoes. You know, when the Nano 6 came out, you know, I did say that aesthetically, um, that was not my favorite Nano, right? Um, and so there's always some, some truth in to what I'm saying there. Um, all that said, I mean, Nano 6, uh, I mean, other than this new shoe, um, I mean, my Nano 6s are destroyed, you know. Mm -hmm. I wear them every day, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just a great functional shoe, you know. But, mm -hmm. you know, if, uh, you know, I'm not going to be going to prom in them, you know. Um, <laughs> so so, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, so, yeah, the uh, – and so what are your thoughts on 17.2? Because Vicky was thinking that the – Vicky's my wife, for people that don't know um, – that the cleans with dumbbells were was kind of weird. I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, Did I haven't. Did you do it? I haven't tried it yet. No, we're doing it tonight. So we do. Does I'm your excited. gym do like Friday night lights or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, we have it tonight. So I'll be there at four thirty judging, and I'll do it tonight too. Yeah. Um, but like the 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 lunges, the walking lunges, the cleans. I think I've heard people say that it they were pretty easy. I yeah I I can see that you know um, the lunges Why you jump? yeah yeah I think the lunges shouldn't be too much of an issue um, you know kind of weird the way you're holding it but um, but I get it yeah you know um, yeah. have you seen anybody do it I mean like the the previews. Yeah of you're going to be sucking wind and stuff like that. It doesn't seem to be that kind of workout. Mm -mm. No, uh-uh. We, we, they videotaped the throwdown. We have a throwdown every Thursday night right after the announcement. Yeah. And I didn't see anybody kill themselves. We, we already had a girl um, PR her. She got her first bar muscle up. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah, that's, you know... Once again, this is this is the weird workout, right? Because there's people without um, pull-ups that are, mm -hmm. you know, pull-ups are scaled. And so, right. um, you know, it kind of sucks that if you don't have pull-ups that you can't even do the scaled workout. Um, right. There's just no but way. But the nice thing about it, it there's, does feel like it pushes people. 
Like the people that are almost there to their pull-ups, they'll probably get a pull-up today. Yeah, so you're weekend. you're that person. Um, I, the, I am. Long story short is you can't really judge a banded pull-up. That's the reason why they do it. Oh, I know right. it frustrates right. everybody, but that's the reason why they do it. Um, right. And so... Um, the, the sad part is, is that if you don't have pull-ups, then tonight's workout is not a workout for you. You just wasted a workout, right? To do what, you know, 16 reps or whatever. Um, well, we continue. So when I can't finish RX, like I'm not going to get a bar muscle up tonight. Yeah. So I can't get those bar muscle ups. So I'm going to be doing pull-ups, take my RX score as far as I got, and then I'm going to finish the workout whatever scaled means to me so i get a workout done so you have like this hippie gym right that allows weird <laughs> shit is that what you're saying to me i know i know they're awesome i do yeah, like they actually allow you to get a good workout in it's i do like i do like that idea um you know it, it's it's very political for me to make any suggestion um at my gym because you know um, you know, I just want to go there and work out. Um, right. I mean, for me, obviously I can do, um, I'll be doing scaled. Um, I can't do a bar muscle up. So, um, so it's really no problem for me, but you know, for someone like my wife, you know, she's, you know, basically wasting her evening. Right. Yeah. Um, so We'll see how that plays out. I, I kind of like it. I, I'm, you know, usually it gets to about the the second or third week. Um, I'm I don't blow anybody's doors off, um, but I start to feel my wind coming back a little bit um, right about that time. And then you know it's two weeks left, and you just kind of want it to be over. You know, so you could have right. your, so you could have your Friday nights back. Um, right. But, um, yeah, so excited about that. You know, I haven't really, yeah, I tried to look at the leaderboard to see who was leading and stuff. I mean, am, am I just an idiot or did the leaderboard become really hard to figure out? Really hard to figure out. And you can't, I mean, the search doesn't, it doesn't work well. I feel like yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea who's leading, you know. Yeah. Um, or, or doing well or anything like that. So, um, all right. So I think we'll end on that note. I appreciate everybody being here and, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye, Bye guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, Sarah. Talk to you later. Thanks. You too.